something of, I'm sure this isn't a new experience to me. I'm sure this has happened to me in my life, but it hasn't happened to me in many years. I have a sunburn on my legs. What? From my quads all the way down to the top of my feet. Whoa. I I think, you know, I, I used to always be running all summer, but this summer I've been swimming indoors a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so I think just that general level of sun exposure I've got is down. And Elise and I went to the beach the other day. Oh. And and I just didn't even think like, oh, yeah, sunscreen on the legs, of course. And oh, my goodness. So you went to the beach in Michigan. Oh, Michigan has beautiful beaches. Right, but you got sunburnt on a beach in Michigan. Oh yeah, all the time. That, okay. I mean, that's that's nothing. Okay. That's nothing. But the the just I've never like my shins are sunburned. Yeah, I mean this the the guy that grew up in South Texas is. <laughs> yeah, you're like well, yeah. I mean, well, I, getting burned though, getting I just I know it's possible, obviously, but uh, that that to me is just kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm smiling. Uh, yeah, it's not as good as the time I got sunburn on my eyes. Ouch! While skiing, that was that was more uncomfortable than this. But yeah, I just it was like I said, we got home and I getting was burned like, on the top of your feet is yeah. I, that's rough. Yeah. I, I, I got, we got home and I had to like get ready and went to a parish council meeting and I got home and I'm like, my socks hurt. Yeah. It yeah. hurts to have socks on. What is this? And I took my socks off and I was like, oh my goodness. Did the skin peel off? Like when you took off the sock or? Not yet. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> little, a little aloe vera. I, I hope it's not. Yes. I've been doing the aloe. I hope it's not to the point where I'm going to lose, you know, whole layers of skin. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But it was just a. That is, that is, you know, that's a color. It is quite a different look for my shins. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Eh, you know, it's okay. We carry on. Yeah. We, you know, we wake up every morning. We drink a little coffee. I was going to say, did you drink podcast. any coffee on the yeah. beach there? Did you drink, <laughs> were you drinking coffee on the beach when you were sunburning? Oh, man. I feel like we're getting really contrived. Without further ado, <laughs> you're listening to the Church Coffee Pod, where the theology is never watered down. And the conversation keeps flowing. I'm Father Bryce. I'm Father Gregory. You know, we often talk about how essential to uh, the good life coffee is. Uh, uh-huh. and, and of course, that's maybe a little bit facetious. Sure. But something that is truly essential to the good life, especially to the Christian life. Uh, we mm-hmm. came up this past Sunday in, in the gospel reading. And it's, and it's come up actually as a question that's been sent in to us. Uh, a few different times over the the course of this past year in email a, a topic that people wanted to hear about and and that mm-hmm. that essential thing is forgiveness yeah it's an interesting word in english yes. you know i don't want to make too much of this but forgiveness yeah. has you ever seen that broken down like for is f o r e though right or is it i mean it's not spelled that way oh is it that that um prefix is it that for or is it just the I other don't four know. i don't know that would be yeah. I mean, it, in Greek, it's yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That, that's exactly where I was going. The Greek, yeah, in Greek, it's synchorisis, which is like to you know, hora, like horo, right. like space, yeah. right? And the the sing is the bringing together, like synthesis. Right. Uh, so synchorisis to be able, I guess, to occupy the same yeah. space uh, together, which I like that. 
Right. And so, which is different than another word that is sometimes used in the other direction, which is aphesis, which is to remit. It's often translated as like remission, Mm -hmm. but it can be translated Mm -hmm. as forgiveness. But that's in the sense of like, um, to let go. Like a debt is forgiven. To let something go. Which is is the word in the the Lord's Prayer uh, that that is used, aphesis. Yeah. Forgive us our trespasses or our Mm -hmm. debts, ophilimata, as we forgive those who are indebted to us. I think that's more the old King James and um, uh, Archbishop Dimitri Royster. I, I knew him and met him in Dallas, the OCA Archbishop down there, and a uh, very learned man. And that's how he prayed the Our Father. The, the uh, debts. I remember that very distinctly. Mm-hmm. The debts and those who are indebted to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Well, on trespass, you know, some of these are old English yeah. words. Right. When I was a kid, I was like overly literal in my brain. <laughs> And so did not dare walk across somebody else's yard. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was a mess That's that really way. Funny. Yeah. I was also very concerned about those Pharisees who would, who would swallow a camel and strain a gnat. And I thought, man, that's, that's some serious issue going on there. <laughs> Those, those poor Pharisees, man, they, they had some yeah, serious. That was like, no wonder they're yeah, so grumpy all the time. Right, I mean, man. that's a problem. Anyways. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know the, the English etymology of, of forgiveness. That, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a yes. gift. It is a gift. Um, you know, so we, we often talk about a little bit like what is not forgiveness or what forgiveness is not, you know, and so I forgive you, but, yeah. you know, when you, and then you add something, um, yeah. not forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is, we, you know, we can often talk about it as, uh, different than retribution. Sure. You know, I think sometimes people are confused about those. Um, I will forgive you when you do this. Um, well, that's, that's getting, you know, a lot mm-hmm. like retribution, mm-hmm. you know, payment, right. payment has to be made. Um, right. that's not forgiveness. Right. And I actually brought that up this past Sunday. I, I kind of mentioned, you know, the letters that people, at least of my generation and older, are familiar with. Uh, you know, you get a letter in the mail, you may have already won, right? And I talked about how this this gospel reading is is beyond that. It's you already won, right? You are already forgiven. The Lord forgave the servant based on nothing, right? Nothing offered, nothing done. Right, right. He didn't do anything. He right. didn't have to pay anything. Uh, he didn't have a negotiated right. debt payment plan. Exactly. So right. we already have received this forgiveness, not based on any kind of terms or conditions or, you know, we have to do, we have to earn it or mm-hmm. we have to do this in, in, in a kind of return right. or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's a, a letting go kind of, of, of a, mm-hmm. of a right yeah. maybe that we might say to repayment or retribution or whatever. Well, and the ancient world uses these analogies so much because, I mean, so slavery yeah. was a thing in the ancient world. Of course, Roman slavery was was different uh, than, you know, what, what many modern Americans right. think of when they think of slavery. You know, the idea was, um, you know, these were servants, so slaves, mm-hmm. and one was in debt. And so he could be sold to somebody else along with his family to pay off right. the debt. Right. And originally, that is what the master, the Lord, says he's going to do right. in the parable. And so then he supplicates him. He says, you know, give me time and I will pay back everything I owe, which he was never going to be able to do. No, it was like billions and billions of dollars in today's Because the debt was so insurmountable. There was no way, especially with what his, let's just call it earning power in modern terms. Right. Yeah. There's no way with his earning potential or power, he was ever going to be able to pay off that debt. No, not in many lifetimes. 
Right. And so it's totally in the master's right to sell him and his family to, to receive payment for his debt. But instead he forgives him. Mm -hmm. He lets it go. Uh, he remits the debt. Mm -hmm. And then of course in the parable, then that servant goes off and encounters another servant who owes him and owes him far less yeah. than what he owed the master, right. all that debt he was forgiven. And he says, pay me what you owe. And, and, the, and that fellow servant says the exact same words yes, to him. I love that. That he said to the master, of course, yep. the gospel is intentionally putting that in there. Of course. Uh, that way. But he refuses. And right. he has him thrown in the prison, yep. uh, you know, which is, which is a terrible thing. Yes. And, and so these other servants then go to the master and like, you know, really upset about this scenario, I guess. And that seems to presume that they knew about this, the, their fellow slave being forgiven. Sure. And sure. so they're reacting to this kind of great injustice of what, how he treated his fellow servant mm -hmm. who owed him very little. Mm -hmm. And so this doesn't make the master happy. No. You know, so he's very upset. He calls him. He says, you basically, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. And shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant? He says, therefore, take him and throw him into the prison along with his family. And then our nice English RSV translation that we use, I think it says that we can double check that, uh, says with the jailers. Right. Well, the Greek is actually with the torturers. Right. So it's, it's, it's very tough. And until he pays back the last penny and then something we don't hear a whole lot in the gospel, but a tough saying, but a, a one that we need to hear very clearly, Jesus says, so will my heavenly father do to each one of you mm -hmm. if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Yeah, I'm looking at the passage from Matthew. In Matthew, he just has okay. him handed over. And I think it's interesting, too, that the master has done to this servant what he wanted done to the to the other servant. Right. Yeah, he it's receives not, the same I think, punishment in a way. Right. That that he that he would have that he would have had inflicted on the other servant. And I think it's it's easy to to read this and and read what the master does as kind of like vengeful or spiteful or But he's judging him with the very judgment I, he gave somebody else. Right. And I I kind of phrased it to to my people this past employer employee right the master the employer has said all right you've come you owe me all this our company culture right to use kind of <laughs> oh like boy, that yeah. modern lingo our company culture is one of forgiveness mm -hmm. and mercy mm -hmm. and compassion and and so your debt is forgiven this is this is the company right. that you're a part of and and the servant goes out and just basically says i don't want to be a mm -hmm. part of that company right by his actions i want to be a part of the company right. of retribution i get mm -hmm. what's coming to me and you get what's coming fine. to you you can yeah. go work for that company yeah you know this and it's and it's not retribution it's not it's not uh you know i'm so angry i'm gonna do this it's it yeah. does it does he use the does word anger, of anger know, yeah. these are parables right but, and but I, it's okay I think from from what we know of christ yeah. and what we know of god it, it's it's a uh, okay you can go work and for that also, company then yeah it's also okay to say that god gets yeah. angry away from that no um but uh but i do get your point it's like yeah you know out of your own mouth yeah you know we hear that phrase a lot you know you are condemned out of your own mouth right. basically uh we see that in the parable of the talents yes if i'm yep. not mistaken right uh which you know has there's a version of that in matthew and a version of that in luke mm -hmm. um but taking this back to forgiveness now yeah. and i think this is a very important point from this parable we forgive or we're commanded to forgive 
Because we are forgiven. Exactly. We are commanded to forgive because God forgives us. Right. Uh, and he forgives us, as Chrysostom says, just based on the petition. You know, there's a lot, a lot of times we talk about all the, the, the benefits of forgiveness or how forgiveness sure. is good for you. Yeah. And all of those things are true. Absolutely. But that's not the main reason why we forgive. Right. Or why we're commanded to forgive. Right. The main reason we're commanded to forgive is because we are forgiven and we are to be merciful as our Heavenly Father is merciful. Right. Um, and Matthew's gospel is be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. Luke's gospel says be merciful as your Father in Heaven is merciful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these things go together. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and this is also, you know, we talk often in the Orthodox Church about theosis, about becoming like Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is this is part of that. You become like Christ by showing mercy and participating in the Lord's mercy. Yeah. If you want to be more like the accuser and you want to participate more in his kingdom, yeah, then as you were saying earlier, you are granted that. Sometimes the judgment of God is getting the very thing you want. Right. And even though that's not the very thing you truly need. Yeah. And like you said, the to be like the accuser, which is the, the translation of Satan. Yep. To be like the accuser or the divider, mm-hmm. uh, to demand payment, to demand retribution, um, to show no mercy. Yeah, and you you also said right, we can show the Lord's mercy. Yeah, I think that's that's important, right? There's that very cliche saying at this point: to err is human and to forgive is divine. Uh, maybe it's not used. Maybe that saying's not used so much anymore. But to forgive, it, it is it is an action that we cannot do on our own, or at least not not always. Yes. Well, yeah, and I, I was making this point uh, this past Sunday too in church, is that um, sometimes we find this very hard to do. We yeah. find forgiveness very hard to do. But the one who was nailed upon the cross, who said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, mm-hmm. is the very one who dwells in us through our baptism, our chrismation, and the Eucharist, and is the very one who gives us the strength and the power by his grace to forgive those uh, who have offended us, hurt us, etc. Yeah, what and what a powerful statement that is that Christ makes from the cross because it's not just it's not just intercession for the forgiveness or and it's not just Him saying I forgive you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a recognition that even though these terrible things have been done to Him, mm-hmm. He shows us that it is ultimately god's you know it is it is within god's realm to to not forgive or to forgive in this grand eternal sense and so he doesn't just say father i forgive them or tell them i forgive you he says he lets go of any claim he might have to this injustice and and says father forgive them yeah, because he's always showing us, you know, Chrysostom says this often, he's always showing us the pattern in which to live Yeah, uh, the life that he is teaching us. And so he's showing us his example, just like when he goes up on the mountain to pray, uh, how he interacts with other people at different times, different scenarios. So he's showing us the pattern of, of forgiveness in this instance, too. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, judgment is the Lord's. Yeah. And so when we take judgment upon ourselves, uh, or when we take it, you know, and what I mean is, you know, when we decide to judge ourselves, mm-hmm. we we uh, try to put ourselves in the place of God, right? In that realm, in in the wrong way. So, and and even then, that's kind of more like how the devil wanted to be like God, right? Um, right. You know how he wanted to usurp the throne, yeah, and um, and was cast out. And also, it's it's very reminiscent of Job, because at the very end of Job. 
uh, he's got his 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 so-called friends mm-hmm. uh, who are there blaming him for all the bad things that have happened to him. Mm-hmm. And and you know God speaks from the whirlwind, but one of the things he says at the end is that you know they need Job to intercede for them. Mm, that's right. Yeah, you know they need Job to pray for them. Uh, and so in that same way, our Lord is is um, or in a much more powerful way, actually, Job is of in course. the same way as the Lord. He is praying for, uh, and and not just, you know, the way we understand this too in a broader way is not just those that nailed him to the cross right then and there, but for, you know, all of humanity, uh, of because ultimately we, that the way we should be approaching this anyways on Holy Thursday and Holy Friday is our sins, you know, our sins are the, are what has put him on the cross yeah. and, um, and he is extending that forgiveness to us and, yeah. um, we need but to seek it. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and to ask for it, but then also to pay it forward. Yes. In a sense. Yeah. Because right. at the same time, if we, as you were saying earlier, if we refuse to do that, and if we decide to hold people under judgment, then, then that's what we're deciding we want for ourselves as well. Right. Right. And we, that comes out not only in this parable, but also in the Lord's prayer. Yeah. If we want to work for this boss, we have to adopt the whole company culture. <laughs> mm, which is one of forgiveness and mercy. Exactly. So I think one of the kind of, most difficult questions around forgiveness uh you're already nodding your head yeah i mean it comes when there are these situations where somebody might find themselves in danger from somebody or you know repeated um you know hurt uh, Mm -hmm. or that their family is in danger and that relationship needs to fundamentally change or be dissolved or whatever it might be and how do we how do we mesh those concepts, you right. know, because because certainly we're not sitting here saying, well, it, it doesn't matter what anybody does to you. You just need to always forgive and continue to be injured and continue to forgive, uh, even that, you know, kind of the threat of your own health or the safety of you yourself or those around you. So I have several thoughts on this. And yeah. I'm just going to spitball them. Let's go. Uh, on the one hand, I don't think uh, you can forgive. Yes. And, and you need to forgive. We're commanded to forgive, but that doesn't mean you have to stay in harm's way. Right. So I do think that there's definitely something there with if someone's in a very dangerous situation, you, you should also get out of that situation. The gospel speaks to that. The gospel says that you should flee from one town to the next. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so in that sense, if, if your life's in danger, you're in an abusive situation, um, you, you do need to make a change. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, you know, I, I think that's, that's, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, but at the same time you can forgive, uh, the one who has injured you or the one who has done this to you. I do think that's essential and important. Um, but you, you can also at the same time remove yourself right. from harm's way. There's also the other aspect too of this, which we sometimes don't talk about. Yes, we should always forgive, but there's, there's also a sense in the gospel too, I think where, you know, cause Peter asked the question earlier, right? Like how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Mm-hmm. Seven times? you know, in 70 times seven, but as many times as your brother comes to you seeking forgiveness, right? Right. You need to forgive. So I do, I do think there's an aspect to that too, where, you know, sometimes people expect and demand forgiveness without showing any remorse, any change themselves or without seeking forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that plays a role in the interpersonal relationship. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have to forgive. You're not obligated to forgive if the person doesn't seek forgiveness. Right. I want to be careful there. Right. 
But I do think that the relationship, if the person's not seeking it and not seeking to change, yeah. and there is a dangerous and, you know, of course, there we talk about these things to degrees or whatever, um, you know, that the, you don't have to continue to stay in an abusive situation. Right. Forgiveness doesn't mean letting things continue in that way. That's not, it's not physically or spiritually healthy for you, and it's not physically or spiritually healthy for the other person either. You know, it's... This yeah. is a, it's a, it's a situation, you know, a tragic situation mm -hmm. that is the result of fallen human sinful nature. And I think the, the difficulty, especially in a situation like that of forgiveness, and we just kind of come back to it is, it is through the strength that Christ gives us through the grace and mercy that Christ gives us that we do any of these things. And I mm -hmm. think, uh, you know, we can, we can kind of modify a prayer that we hear, uh, in, in the gospels, you know, I believe Lord help my unbelief, you know, we can, you know, I forgive this person, Lord help my unforgiveness. Yeah. You help know, me I, to I, forgive. Well, yeah. and I think that brings up a very important point is that forgiveness can take time. Yes. And I think sometimes there's this kind of cheap forgiveness where, mm. um, people are, uh, you know, how do I want to say, it? Oh, I, you know, just quick to say, I forgive, I forgive yeah. you. Yeah. I forget. It doesn't matter or it's fine. You know, but they may not really be forgiving and they may just be kind of burying it or, or sure. just not wanting to deal with it because sure. it's uncomfortable and it's difficult. And I do think it's fine to say, I'm working on forgiving you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, and I think that's real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, there's probably some other things we could say just in the sense of what is forgiveness, what isn't forgiveness. Um, but again, the Lord is our model. Right. Absolutely. It, it, as in all things, but especially in this, mm -hmm. we, we look to Christ. And I think we can look to the saints, too. Yeah, uh, St. Dionysius as, of Zakynthos comes to mind. Right. He's a major one, obviously, but there's probably lots of saints. Yeah, I mean, certainly in a, in a time and a place characterized by such kind of division and anger and strife, you know, forgiveness itself is kind of a minor miracle. And I think one of the things that's really helpful also in other prayers, the prayer of St. Ephraim. Yes. The right way. And yes, we typically only say that prayer during Lent liturgically. In some prayer books, it encourages you to say the prayer of St. Ephraim during all the fasting periods. Yeah. Or on all fasting days. And I know some people that say the prayer of St. Ephraim every day. Yeah, it's great. Uh, just because they need it, it's helpful to them. They may not do it with the prostrations, but mm -hmm. they still offer it, except for maybe during bright week or some other times sure. uh, of the year where they might they might kind of put it aside for a little bit. So yeah, or even even you know the kind of the full version of the Jesus prayer, have mercy mm -hmm. on me, me the sinner. You know, a recognition that I'm I can only repent for my own sins. Well, I think going back to the parable, it's very helpful because that is one of the points that's being made. Is one of the first places to begin when we're struggling to forgive is simply to look at our own sins yeah and simply look at the mercy that has been shown to us both of course by the lord but even yeah. sometimes by other people because we've Absolutely. all made mistakes and messed up and hurt people and done rotten stuff and yeah. people have forgiven us and yeah. um and so to remember that and remember to show that gracefulness also to others yep well this has been a great discussion uh, i agree it's I such mean, an important topic right so where can people go if they have questions or they want to send us comments or whatnot? If you have any questions or comments or snide remarks, whatever they may be, you can either email us at churchcoffeepod at gmail.com 
Or even better, you can leave us a voicemail at 317-660-5498. Thank you for listening to Church Coffee Pod. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Make sure to tell your friends that church coffee isn't so bad after all. Peace. Take care. God bless.